Temple Ordinances, Preparing to Return to God's Presence, by Elder David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. I invite you to diligently learn about and appreciate the eternal importance of temple covenants, temple ordinances, and temple worship as you strive to come unto the Savior. God's work in His glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man, Moses chapter 1, verse 39, to prepare us to live in a higher and holier way so we can return to His presence. In His infinite and eternal mercy, the Lord through His prophets and apostles has continually invited His sons and daughters to prepare for His coming and become a Zion people, ready to be raised up to meet Him. See Alma chapter 12, verse 24, Alma chapter 34, verse 32, Doctrine and Covenants section 45, verse 45, and section 65, verse 5, section 88, verses 96 through 97. And always central to that preparation has been learning the doctrine of Jesus Christ, exercising faith in Him, repenting, and receiving sacred covenants and ordinances. Examples in the Old Testament of God's invitation to His children to prepare to live a higher law and to receive the covenants and ordinances of salvation are instructed for us today. In Exodus, God encouraged Israel to become a peculiar treasure and to sanctify themselves in preparation to meet Him. See Exodus chapter 19, verses 4 through 6, verses 10 through 11, and verse 17. Jehovah gave Israel tables of stone and a law and commandments. Exodus chapter 24, verse 12. And they covenanted with God, saying, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Exodus chapter 19, verse 8. See also Exodus chapter 24, verse 3. The Lord promised if they were obedient to their covenants, He would dwell among them. Exodus chapter 29, verses 45 through 46. However, when Israel witnessed the glory of the Lord, Exodus chapter 24, verse 16, upon Mount Sinai, they were afraid, stood afar off, and eventually rebelled against God. See Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 through 21, Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 6. A second example in the Old Testament is of King Solomon building a house unto the Lord. See 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. The Ark of the Covenant and other sacred vessels were placed in the most holy place. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 6. And the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 11. Solomon offered a dedicatory prayer and asked for temporal and spiritual blessings to be bestowed upon repentant and prayerful Israel. The Lord heard their prayers of supplication and promised Israel great blessings if they were obedient. Nevertheless, Israel forsook the Lord and worshipped false gods. See 1 Kings chapters 9 through 11. Other prophets in the Old Testament sought diligently to teach and sanctify Israel so that they might behold the face of God. 
but they hardened their hearts and could not endure his presence. Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verses 23 through 24. Repeatedly, the children of Israel were unbelieving, afraid, or unwilling to change, desired an easier path, had their hearts set on worldly things, or willingly rebelled against the Lord and his prophets. Every time Israel turned away from God and forsook their covenants and ordinances, the Lord's anger was kindled against them. Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verse 24, and they could not receive the fullness of His glory. The Divine Purpose of Gathering The Lord's efforts to gather His people and bless them through temple covenants and ordinances also are recounted in the New Testament and the Book of Mormon. The Savior lamented, How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. See also 3 Nephi chapter 10, verses 4 through 6. The prophet Joseph Smith explained, What was the object of gathering the people of God in any age of the world? The main object was to build unto the Lord a house whereby he could reveal unto his people the ordinances of his house and the glories of his kingdom, and teach the people the way of salvation, that they might receive revelation from heaven and be perfected in the things of the kingdom of God, but they would not. The Lord desires to gather his children in this dispensation and has revealed things which have been kept hid from before the foundation of the world all things pertaining to this house and the priesthood thereof. Doctrine and Covenants, section 124, verses 41 through 42. He encourages all of us to prepare to return to His presence, made possible through His atoning sacrifice. Behold, it is my will that all they who call on my name and worship me according to mine everlasting gospel should gather together and stand in holy places. Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verse 22. Why are temple ordinances so important? Temples are the most holy of all places of worship. Everything that is learned and all that is done in latter-day temples emphasize Heavenly Father's great plan of happiness, the divinity of Jesus Christ, and His role as our Savior. The covenants received and the ordinances performed in temples are essential to the sanctifying of our hearts and for the ultimate exaltation of God's sons and daughters. And this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God. Therefore, in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. And without the ordinances thereof, and the authority of the priesthood, the power of godliness is not manifest unto men in the flesh. Doctrine and Covenants, section 84, verses 19-21. Sacred ordinances that are received worthily and remembered continually open the heavenly channels to which the power of godliness can flow into our lives. By receiving priesthood ordinances, and making and keeping sacred covenants. We are yoked to and with the Savior, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, and can be blessed with strength beyond our own 
to overcome the temptations and challenges of mortality as we prepare to return to God's presence. The Blessings of Temple Covenants and Ordinances Two of the important blessings received from temple covenants and ordinances are increasing joy and power. The Redeemer is the ultimate and only source of enduring joy. True joy comes from exercising faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, worthily receiving and faithfully honoring sacred covenants and ordinances, and striving to become deeply converted to the Savior and His purposes. Alma taught his son that greater holiness and joy in our lives is made possible as we are cleansed and sanctified through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Only by having faith in our Redeemer, repenting, and keeping covenants are we able to receive the lasting happiness we all desire to experience and retain. Please note the promise of joy from President Russell M. Nelson. We invite all of God's children on both sides of the veil to come unto their Savior, receive the blessings of the Holy Temple, have enduring joy, and qualify for eternal life. In our day, as the powers of darkness rage and threaten our peace to destroy, protective power is available to each of us in and through temple covenants and ordinances. See Doctrine and Covenants, section 38, verse 32, section 43, verse 16, section 76, verses 39 through 42, section 105, verses 11 through 12, and verse 33, and section 138, verses 12 through 15. Nephi saw in vision and beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the covenant people of the Lord and they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. 1 Nephi chapter 14, verse 14 In the dedicatory prayer of the Kirtland Temple, the prophet Joseph Smith petitioned the Father that thy servants may go forth from this house armed with thy power, and that no combination of wickedness shall rise up and prevail over thy people, upon whom thy name shall be put in this house. Doctrine and Covenants, section 109, verses 22 and 26. Each of us should strive to learn about and better understand the protecting power of covenants and ordinances available in the house of the Lord, so that we as disciples may stand in holy places and not be moved. Doctrine and Covenants, section 45, verse 32. And withstand in the evil day. Ephesians Chapter 6, verse 13. Invitation and Testimony I invite you to diligently learn about and appreciate the eternal importance of temple covenants, temple ordinances, and temple worship as you strive to come unto the Savior and receive the blessings made possible through His atonement. And I joyfully testify that God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ live, and their greatest desire is for us to return to their presence and partake of their glory. See Doctrine and Covenants, section 97, verse 16, and section 101, verse 38. Read by David Shaw.